Welcome to the Faith and Money Podcast. I'm Crystal Wampler, founder and CEO of Kinetics, a cannabis financial advisory solutions group. I'm also co-founder of the Crypto Cannaverse Show, an international faith-based show where we talk and discuss the five C's, Christ, cryptocurrency, cannabis, cybersecurity, and CPAs. I'm joined today by my co-host, Keith Connolly, who is a CFP and Certified Kingdom Advisor, which is a designation of elite financial planners who are trained to implement biblical wisdom with their expert financial advice. Faith and Money is a podcast where we discuss the relationship of money, wealth, and generosity with the Bible. The goal of this podcast is to equip believers in Jesus Christ to honor the Lord with their wealth. Proverbs 3, 9. There are over 2,300 verses in the Bible on these topics. We appreciate our growing audience and ask that if you have, haven't already, that you subscribe to the podcast to receive all of our content in your email. If you enjoy the content, please consider sharing the podcast with your friends. Also, if you have any questions or comments, you can reach the host at faithandmoneypodcast at gmail.com. Here's our question of the day. Diane writes, my property and casualty insurance agent are telling me that I need an umbrella liability policy. Is this really necessary? Uh Good, good afternoon, Crystal. It's great to be here today. Uh, thank you for the question, Diane. Uh, Diane, you know, an umbrella liability policy is extra insurance that is uh, over and atop your home and auto insurance. And a lot of people think that, you know, this is extra. It's and being extra just means it's optional. It's not necessary. It's just nice to have. And I really think this is really the long, wrong way to look at it. Uh, what it is, is it's extra coverage that will pay a benefit in the event that um, you are found liable for some sort of injury or property damage over an excess above what you will be covered for your home and auto insurance. So what it does is it requires you to max out your home and auto insurance. And what I say to the, about that is that far too many of us buy the state minimum uh, for our home and auto insurance just because we don't want to pay more for insurance because we don't ever really need it anyway, right? Well, the fact is that you get what you pay for. And so, you know, buying a little bit of extra home and auto insurance really isn't that uh, expensive and, and it's there if you need it. And also really buying one or $2 million or even more of umbrella liability is super cheap. It might only cost you, you know, a couple hundred bucks for the year to do that. Uh, and so generally, people who need an umbrella policy are thought to be just people with money. I already have assets and this is just to protect what I have. But, you know, you really want to check for your state laws on that, because I know that in California, let's say that you're sued for a lawsuit, you know, someone, you know, God forbid, dies in your pool. Uh, they drown in your pool and you are found liable in court. Even if you don't have assets, you can actually have your paycheck garnished until the the judgment against you is 
uh, satisfied. So even if you don't have you know, millions of dollars of assets, having an umbrella policy is a very cost-effective way to protect your current and future income and assets. So yes, I think it's generally a very good idea. I tell all of my clients that they absolutely need to get a umbrella liability policy. And I recommend that you talk to your property and casualty insurance about that. Uh, if you don't already have one, I'll be glad to make some recommendations if if I know of any in your area. Thanks for the question. If any of our listeners have any other questions, please send it to faithandmoneypodcast at gmail.com. So protection is key in keeping your assets safe. And so my next question is, Keith, go ahead and tell the audience our topic of discussion today. Yeah, thank you, Crystal. You know, today we're going to be talking about work. And this reminds me uh, of the Ted Nugent song, uh, Weekend Warrior. You know, and as as I think about work, I, I have images of a Birdland guitar uh, and and his song, Weekend Warrior. I remember my dad growing up had this shirt. I don't remember a whole lot. Just said weekend warrior, and it was kind of flashy and, and funny. And and uh, you know, Crystal, uh, I'm so grateful as part of her salary agreement has agreed to sing the lyrics of this song. So go ahead, Crystal. Keith, oh come on now, our listeners would rather hear you sing because I'm certain that they would rather hear the sound of my fingernails on the chalkboard than that. Fair enough, fair enough, Crystal. Well, in any event, uh, not to let our audience down, but there's going to be no singing uh, from me. Uh, no singing. <laughs> and we'll have to we'll have to reassess uh, Crystal's position here on the show since she's not going to fulfill her contract. But you know, here are the lyrics. You know, finally it's Friday. I'm out of my cage. Two days of freedom are coming for a rage. I go to the dances and hit all the bars. On weekends, my wages, they just go so far. You know, and, and so this is, you know, very hip. It's a very happy, you know, you're you're jubilant to get out of work on Friday and it's time to party. Uh, and but it gives this image of, hey, all I really live for is to get out of work. <laughs> I, I live for the weekends. And my the only reason that my work has any value is because I get to go party on Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and is that really the biblical way of thinking? Uh, you know, when you're at the water cooler at work, uh, if if you work outside of the home or or don't work alone like I do, you know, we'll you'll say things to the water cooler like TGIF or it's Friday. Mm -hmm. and, and I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I look forward to the weekends too, but is that really all we're living for? Are we just living for the days off where we can, you know, go to a ball game or go camping or, or just sleep in? Is that really, is that the meaning of life? You know, yeah. it, it is the meaning of life to spend time about dreaming about not working. Uh, and, you know, you know, don't, don't get me wrong, you know, Ted Nugent, you know, he, he he's an odd duck. Uh, he, he has some interesting politics and, you know, he's a bit older these days, but it, and it's a fun song. Uh, and I don't ever want to give the position 
or or the view that you know leisure or getting out of work is a bad thing. Uh, you know, it's it's Wednesday, isn't it? It's Wednesday today, yeah. So, uh, you know, we're it's Hump Day. It's Hump Day. <laughs> you know, when I when I actually had a job, we would uh, go around in the office at my work and be like, "Guess what day it is?" And there was a guy who was like. It was named okay. Mike. If you remember the commercials, you know, the camel goes through the office. Mike, 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 what day is it? Hope day. Yeah. I mean, we all remember that, right? And and so, you know, you know, but let's think about the biblical view of our work because our work has meaning. And it has meaning because that's what God created us to do. Uh, we spend a lot of our time working. And it's not just, you know, the 40 to 60 hours at our job, you know, uh, if you have kids, you know, you're, you're bathing the kids, you're going to the kids, uh, driving the kids to their soccer games or their ballet or, or you're, uh, you know, if you're like my me growing up, we, and my family, we cut firewood on the weekends. In the winter, my dad and I would get up at six in the morning on in the winter because the ground was frozen. I grew up back east in Pennsylvania. And we would cut firewood, right? Right. There's meaning to that because that's how we heated our home, <laughs> right? Um, but, you know, we were created to work and and uh, we were created to bring value to others through our work. That's what we were created to do. You know, Adam didn't have luxury in the garden. Uh, are, we, are we going back to Genesis now? <laughs> you know, it's always back to Genesis, isn't it? You know, and 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 I really think that uh, for good reason we're going back to Genesis. You know, because there there's a lot that goes on in the first couple chapters of Genesis about what it means to be a man or or human. Let's say, sorry, Crystal, to be human. Thank uh, you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know. God created Adam and Eve to work in the garden. They were naming the animals. They were doing all kinds of things in the garden. And, and, and God created man in his image to live like him. And the pattern that we're given in Genesis is that God worked six days and rested the seventh. And so there's that work-rest cycle. Uh, and, and and that's really where we have to start if we're going to in, understand the biblical view of work and vocation. It just seems like work is ongoing, Keith. It's piles of laundry, dishes, yard work over and over and over. We get a lot of satisfaction from work. You know, producing results is very satisfying, but we are still left wanting. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting, you know, kind of going back to the, the to the Ted Nugent song, uh, even as Christians, there is this uh there's longing for for rest, isn't there? Uh God gave us this pattern of working and resting, you know, from our from our labors. Uh and we see that. Uh, in God's law in Genesis, but also uh, in, in Exodus 20 and, and Deuteronomy 5, where he, God gave Israel the pattern of working and resting. And, and you know, we, we leave our office every day or we leave our job every day, and there's always more work to do. 
But there comes the point in time where we rest and we rest in the Lord. Amen. Keith. Uh, uh, and, and and that's how we should view our lives is a, is a cycle of of life where we're working and producing and we are resting. But even still, you know, I, I, I feel kind of strange saying it because it just seems so obvious, but we don't work for our, our acceptance by God or, or our salvation. You know, we rest because, or we work because we are in the Lord and we work unto the Lord. Uh, and, you know, there's, and the work is just always ongoing. Uh, like you said, I, you know, it seems like one day I'll, I'll, I'll wash the dishes, you know, I'll put the load, the dishwasher, I'll, I'll hand wash the stuff that can't go in the dishwasher. And the next day the sink is piled full again. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my family and I have this running debate. Uh, I, I demand my children Okay, this just tells you what kind of parent I am. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tyrant. <laughs> I demand that my children put their plates and their silverware directly into the dishwasher, right? Right. Where do they put it? The sink. And it just sits there. And then what happens is the dishwasher will be empty and then it'll just pile up with dishes and then someone will come and load the dishwasher and not everything will fit. And then the sink is still full. (laughs) Right. And so, you know, we just never have an end to our work. It seems like I just did laundry the other day and I'm going to have to do it again. Uh, you know, uh, in the Northeast right now, if we have any listeners back East, you know, hello, hello, you're probably raking leaves right now (laughs) and you do it this year and guess what? You're going to do it again next year. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, I used to have a job as a, as a warehouseman in the Amazon warehouse. I did the same exact thing every day. I would pick material, I would put it in a cart, and I would ship it wherever it was going. Uh, And, you know, and, and, you know, the King Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes really uh, addresses this, you know, in the vanity of toil. You know, I hated all my toil in which I toil under the sun, seeing that I must leave it to a man who will come after me. We just constantly are working and you know, we get we get results out of it, but it's just never unending and someone else will end up enjoying it even after we're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. You know, we, we sometimes develop this sense of despair over work because it's just always ongoing and it, and we don't always get to enjoy the benefits of it. Um, and, you know, work, God said that our work is good, but yet even still, there's just so much vanity and, and, and so much sin in our work. Uh, and, and it just feels like, you know, oh, I got to do this again. You know, I love my job as a financial advisor. I would never want to do anything else, but I constantly run into this roadblock where I got to do paperwork again. (laughs) You know, it, it, 
And I love meeting with clients. I love meeting new people. I love building plans and, and coming up with strategies for my clients. But when it comes to filling out the paperwork, yeah, I just rather I didn't have to do that part. We all have that part of our work, even in work that we enjoy. And so, you know, the King Solomon here in, in chapter uh, two of Ecclesiastes says, there's nothing better for a person that he shouldn't eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. Uh, and what I tell my clients and, and believers in the Lord when we talk about these topics is that, you know, we should be finding something that uh, we enjoy doing to serve our brothers and sisters and, and our neighbors and, and those in the world. Um, I will never be a cake decorator. No one will ever hire me to cut their hair because I don't have much hair, but not only because of that, but just because I don't have that skill. That's not something I'm good at. I, I've never had an interest in it. I'll certainly eat the cake, but I'm not going to decorate it. You know, the kids are all the time asking me, hey, do you want to put icing on my cake? No, no, you 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 go ahead and you do that. You know, they're, they're thinking they're giving me something fun. They're being, no, that's not what I want to do. So, but there are certain things that we enjoy. I don't know about you. What, what kind of jobs do you enjoy, Crystal? You know, I just enjoy working with business owners and helping them grow. I enjoy serving others. Yeah. You know, if I weren't going to be a financial advisor, I think one of the jobs I would like to do is just cut grass. Just cut grass. Oh, I love mowing. I love mowing. You don't, I don't mow much here in Southern California because, well, we just, you know, our little plot of land isn't nearly as big as I'm used to back east. But, you know, my parents live on two and a half acres and and I have some family with several hundred acres and, you know, just sitting on a tractor and and the hot, blazing, humid sun and, you know, having a, a beer with my on the side as I'm riding my mower, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. I love it. And, you know, just seeing the past and, and the progress and, and how good it looks when you're done. I, I love mowing. Oh, that sounds amazing. The way you explain it, Keith. <laughs> Especially with the beer part, right? Especially. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there, there's this toil of, of having to constantly work, but you know, knowing that we're doing it in the Lord uh, and for him uh, and and our work produces measurable results, which improves our lives and the lives of of our neighbors uh, is meaningful. Uh, you know, and, and, and so, you know, the results of our work in this life are always temporal. You know, as a financial advisor, I'm, I'm helping people with their finances, which you know, they don't take it in the grave with them. It stays here. Um, but but even my temporal work as a financial advisor can have eternal consequences. Mm -hmm. As I disciple, you know, current generations and future generations to, uh, you know, handle those finances, the, the carpenter and the general contractor will build a, a church, which generations of of believers will worship and hear the word of the lord um you know a heart surgeon um you know fixes the heart of an infant who later becomes you know an incredible preacher you know we just never know what kind of consequences uh that 
will come from our temporal work. And, you know, so, you know, and we are to serve the Lord all the days of our lives. Uh, you know, we will never have this time of unparalleled leisure. Uh, there, there's a, a guy in, in my industry who talks about uh, every day being Saturday and going golfing six days a week. And he has a lot of really good teaching. He teaches financial advisors. He has a lot of really good stuff. But to me, the idea of every day being Saturday doesn't appeal because we are always to be working for the Lord one way or the other. And I say it over and over, and I've probably said it, you know, here on the podcast, but I don't care if that work means I'm picking up my grandkids from the bus stop so that my kids can work when they're adults. You know, I don't care what that work is as long as it's honoring to the Lord, but, and I'm not against leisure. I'm not against going out and enjoying the town or, or enjoying the things of, um, that the world offers us in our culture. Um, but this idea that we're working so that one day we will no longer have to work is a misnomer. And quite frankly, it's a vanity. I, I agree. And it's, you know, it's spoken that we will be working in heaven. And I'm wondering, Keith, working in heaven is going to be a beautiful thing because we will have our passions and purposes and everything will everything be perfect what will it be like i wonder yeah i mean if you if you look again back in genesis uh you know the world starts in a garden and if we look in the final chapters of revelation in the new heavens and the earth it's a city in a garden mm. uh and we will be doing what we were created to do which is to serve and worship the lord uh in all of our lives and we will work in heaven uh, we're not going to have the the briars and the thorns and the and the ground won't be hard, you know, just like in the curse uh, and the way it is today. You know, I if I have to do paperwork in heaven, that doesn't sound like heaven to me. But but it won't be as much toil, will it? Uh, no, it will uh, be joyful. You would think as well. Yeah, joyful paperwork. Huh. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I can't. I, I'm gonna have to chew on that for a while. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, work in heaven is going to exist, um, but it's going to not be filled with the curse. That's just mind blowing, but I cannot wait. I just cannot wait, which kind of takes me to Proverbs twelve eleven. You know, it, it does say that whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great verse. And, you know, Proverbs just has many of these stewardship verses in there. Uh, it seems like, you know, Proverbs is just a stewardship book. Um, you know, and, and, you know, this verse is telling us, you know, that, hey, you know, when we work, we have results. Uh, when we we bring meaningful change, we bring we bring results and, and we bring provision and God God provides for our needs through our work, you know, the, well, with the exception of the manna in the desert, <laughs> uh, you know, bread just doesn't appear, mm -hmm. right? Um, maybe that's a bad example. So, you know, but, <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, with the exception of the 40 years in the wilderness, bread just doesn't appear out of nowhere. Uh, we, we, if you want to work, 
or if you want to eat, you have to work, you know, just referring to uh, Paul's words in, in Second Thessalonians, you know, he who doesn't work should not eat. Uh, and we have a lot of people today, uh, especially younger people who um, feel like they have to find something meaningful before they get a job, um, that, that, that this job is somehow lesser than them or, or, to, or they're better than that job. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I, I know people who have been looking for a job for three years. And when I tell them, hey, you know, uh, this warehouse or, or this restaurant is hiring a busser, uh, you know, the bus tables, they don't take the job um because they want something that pays more or is a bit more meaningful in their eyes but uh you know work is how we find provision um and you know there's a lot of people who who also follow worthless things mm-hmm. um, they they seek after pleasure and they seek after things that that have no meaningful results um, you know, going to a job for eight hours a day and coming home and watching TV, you know, sure, they've done their duty to work, but there's so much more that they have to offer the world. And and, and quite frankly, you know, not all our work has to bring me a paycheck. Right. You know, I, I'm a big believer that we should be volunteering our time, at, you know, at our local church or some sort of ministry or, or charitable or work and 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 blessing others um, through, the, through the provision that we provide with the work of our hands. Uh, Mike Rowe does a lot of really good stuff and in, in encouraging younger people to go to tech school. Uh, we'll, we'll eventually have a. a episode on college planning and, and talking about college and education, but uh, I'm a big believer that that college should not be for most people. You know, college is something that you're that is assumed you should do. At least that's what I was told when I was in high school that you you were required to go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for some people that may be true, but today uh, what I have found is that most college is just not worth the time or the money. Um, and, you know, pursuing gender studies and basket weaving, unless you want to be a, a basket weaver, really just isn't that meaningful. Like, I don't need to study uh, critical race theory. It, it, it's just this mind numbing. It, it, it brings no value to the world. Um, and we should be working with our hands to build up rather than just pursue things that will either tear down or just not build anything valuable in our world. Right. You know, that's a great overview of biblical teachings on working in laziness, Keith. Yeah. I, um, I, I really loved it. Is there any closing thoughts that you would like to say? Yeah, well, I, you know, I'm I'm really enjoying doing this podcast, uh, Crystal. You know, I started with Jeff, and and I did a few episodes on my own, and I'm really glad to have you here. And and I just want to say to the readers that uh, if you like this content, uh, please continue to listen. And we and if you aren't already, we just in, would be so humbled if you would subscribe to our content, uh, and we would be even more humbled if you would share it with your friends, but not your enemies. Uh, 
just please go ahead and, and share the content on your social media, send it to your pastor, send it to your friends, send it to people who would really enjoy this content. Uh, and if you have any questions, again, you can reach out to us at faithandmoneypodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, I thank you for listening and we'll be, see you next time.